0: James Hahn II, and I'm Mark LaCour, and you're listening to This Week in Oil and Gas. This is the show for busy oil pros who want to quickly keep their finger on the pulse of the industry. Welcome in, Mr. LaCour, for episode 11 on the heels of OTC.
1: Yeah, great, great, great to be here at number 11. Who ever thought we would have made it this far?
0: Definitely not myself, but we did just exhaust ourselves thoroughly in the week that was the offshore trade Conference, our Offshore Technology Conference 2015. So I think this is a good time to look back. What do you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let's make sure we get this name right. It's Offshore Technology Conference is kind of important. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's giving me a little of the business this week. I like it. All right. So um, so we're going to look at ten top 10 observations from the OTC floor uh, from, uh, from Mr. Mark LaCour. So, Number 10, where uh, where are we kicking
1: things off, Mark? So number 10, OTC actually has a new feature. It's called OTC TV. So even though you can't make it, you actually can stream either live video or pre-recorded video and see what's going on. Now, of course, it's not a totally unbiased channel because it's being reported on by OTC. But it's a great way if you couldn't make the show to kind of see what's going on and get a feel for it and to learn some stuff.
0: Yeah, this was my first uh, trip out to OTC, and of course, I've been in the industry for about five years now, but uh, it, it was staggering to to finally see so much equipment physically in person that I, I write about and talk about so much. Um, I could see how, how OTC TV would be great for, for anybody just trying to wrap their head around this industry. Yep. All right, so what do you got on number nine?
1: Number nine is technology. I'm sure you noticed this, but you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it was mostly equipment and companies at OTC. There was technology everywhere from robotics um, to sensors to uh, different type of networking to fiber optic companies. And I just think it's great that we're seeing technology, high tech especially, invade the oil and gas industry.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the more impressive, impressive technological um uh deals that I saw was actually um I, I, it wasn't it was it was the Chinese it was a Senopac, I want to say, they had quite a um uh quite a model of of a, of a of a total I don't know, closed loop production system if you will. Um over by I think their booth was near Saudi Aramco and, and it was it was crazy how how much um how tangible all of, the, all of the different exhibitors were making it for people.
1: Yeah, I, I just thought that most people did a really great job on their exhibits.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and you can tell that they're pouring uh, millions into these booths, and, and it, was, it was thoroughly impressive. So what do you got for a number eight?
1: Number eight, OTC did something Thursday. They called it OTC Open Access Day. Basically, you could go on Thursday without paying and just walk in and, and enjoy the exhibit floor. And I, I, you know, hats off to them for doing that. It's, um, you know, Upstream's taken a bit of a hit this year. And what, what a nice thing for OTC to do to forgive revenue in order to let more people have access to the show. So I just thought that was really great.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, well, you went up there for Thursday. Were, did you notice any uptake at all?
1: so thursday things started winding down um which is actually the reason we were there I, I finally on thursday got to walk the floor the whole week i didn't get a chance to do it because you and i were both so busy with clients prospects learning new stuff meeting new people um so it, w- it was nice um, but yeah that you could tell there were a lot of people um that probably didn't have the let's say the financial resources to pick up a 1500 ticket but they were there and joined the show for free I, j- I just thought it was great
0: it's awesome so so what do you got for number seven
1: Something you would never think goes together with the oil and gas industry: social media. Um, that Twitter hashtag uh, OTC Houston was on fire, and when I say on fire, I don't just mean people; I mean companies. Um, and I, you know, I I was on that stream for a while. I had a lot of companies reach out to me uh, using Twitter, and I, I just think it's great to see that starting to make inroads to the end users. Now, of course, this was an expo, but these people were still employees of all these oil and gas companies. I, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I observe the exact same thing because of course um, my my biggest exposure uh, has always been NAPE, the North American Petroleum Expo, and it's been a slow grind as far as adoption um, over the course of the past few years. Seeing more and more people and companies coming in, and this this was this was by far the the, wi- the most widespread adoption um, I've seen at any conference as far as a hashtag is
1: concerned. Yeah, and, and you know I'm talking about Twitter, but also Facebook was on fire, uh, Instagram was on fire. It's it's just nice to see social media actually being used by the oil and gas business.
0: Well, and, and that's one of the biggest. That's one of the, the the main reasons that 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 social media is so great is that you can make these real time connections with people and and you know network on a whole another level that you never were before. So I, I I I I dig it, man. I dig it. All right, what do you got for number six? Of all things food. <laughs> food. <laughs> so,
1: food. How much crawfish did you eat, sir? <laughs> I don't want to even think about crawfish. So, in 14 days, I ate boiled crawfish six times. Um, years ago, people barbecued and and other things. I don't know how, why boiled crawfish has become the tradition, but uh, it needs to stop. Can we have something besides boiled crawfish? <laughs> um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about actually food at OTC. So they actually had a bunch of, of really upscale food trucks at OTC, which I thought was really cool. You could have a choice from Korean barbecue um, to um, you know southern Italian pasta. Um, the food upstairs – in the conference area, was actually really good. Now, the food on the showroom floor was the typical burgers, and uh, they had Chick-fil-A and everything. But if you just would have went up one level, they had some really good choices. For the first time ever, I saw gluten-free food at OTC. I mean, you know that's, that's, that's almost as wowing as the social media uses. But <laughs> the, the food was really impressive there.
0: So one thing that 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 I I I noticed uh, as far as lack because I could have really used a Red Bull. Um, I, I think these Red Bull and Monster and, and the rest of the extreme caffeine crew they need to make their way down to OTC next year because they they're missing out on a huge revenue stream because I mean I'm thinking people would pay fifteen dollars a can for these things.
1: You know what, James? I bet you're right. It's um they they pre- it's probably not even on their radar. Um and a little bit later we'll talk about attendance numbers, but it should be on their radar
0: absolutely, yeah, I mean, you've got a captive audience of of uh, you know we'll like we'll talk about the attendance numbers but but yeah it's it's a no brainer all right, number five
1: yeah, international attendance so um you know the oil and gas industry is a global industry, and it shows this large you always have an international attendance, but this was the largest I think I've seen in my entire history of going to o t c which which was great now, I will say this to our our Norwegian and our Chinese in um, our Middle Eastern brothers in the oil and gas industry, if you could jump on a plane and your companies could spend the money to set up a booth and you come all the way to the U.S., don't stay in your area. Don't stay with the Norwegians if you're Norwegian. <laughs> don't stay with the Chinese if you're Chinese. Get out, walk around, talk to other people. Here's your one chance, you know, to meet with people from all over the world in one place and and you feel safe and you stay in your little. You could have just you know just as well stayed in the Middle East, you know. Uh, but it was great to see the turnout and all the international people It it's just awesome
0: yeah yeah the african contingent was was uh, solid yeah <laughs> it, was, huge. it was it was, it was I, I mean i was i was thoroughly impressed you know again my my the extent of my trade show experience has usually been nape and 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 is, you know there was just so so many cultures from all around the world all blending together but as you said yeah you got to get out of that booth and go talk to some other people from uh the, get, get out of your comfort zone i guess is the point yep all right, what, what do we got for number four?
1: Now, I thought this was cool, right? So, we all know that part of Upstream suffering right now with low crude prices, but hats off to both McDermott and Saudi Aramco. They were hiring at their booths. How great was that? They brought their HR people, they were taking resumes, they were having people fill out applications online. You know, hats off to them for helping out when the industry's slowed down a bit.
0: Yeah, and and that brings up a really good point as far as exhibits are concerned as well. Um, you know, I saw, I noticed so many uh, so many people um, they had they because because obviously you can see the the uh, the trade show salespeople or or biz dev people or whoever's there. They, there's always that awkward "how do I start a conversation" moment that happens, like are they stopping at the booth kind of a thing, and and so many different interactive um, sort of LCD screens that made it really easy for you to sort of sort of dig in more and then for the for the salesperson to go ahead and and start that conversation. I thought that was a really good tactic that I thought um more of the booth should should look into for for future shows.
1: Yeah, making it easy for to be approachable at a booth is probably key to to success.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, because because it does it, it does strike you a little bit a little bit odd when the person's coming up and they're oh are they they okay their feet are slightly pointed okay I'm jumping in it's like it's okay. like a game of hopscotch or something right <laughs> yeah um so so that's really cool so they had they were they were uh, had people filling out applications on the spot
1: on the spot you know hats off to them
0: yeah all right so what do we got for number three
1: you and I's favorite one of our favorite subjects women. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. All right. So let's, When let's, I say
1: women, I'm not talking booth girls. I thought it was really cool the number of professional women that were at OTC. Once again, this probably has to be a record. Um, I've met uh, women engineers, women project managers, um, women executives, um, and I just think it's a wonderful thing. You know, this industry 20 years ago was not very diverse from a gender point of view. And all of a sudden, 10 or 15 years ago, Exxon was forced to hire a woman engineer because they ran out of male engineers, and they went Oh my god She's as good as the men And so that The attitude of this industry Just flip-flopped Almost overnight And so now You have women on the rigs You have uh, women Running corporate offices You have women Running projects You have women engineers I think it's wonderful And it showed here at OTC
0: Yeah It did show Because I was like Where are the booth babes at? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um. That's so. Let's talk about that for a minute. OTC got rid of that, which I'm I'm very proud of. Fifteen years ago, quite honestly, not only were booth babes everywhere, uh, OTC was a mecca for for the attraction of prostitutes. And what happened is the companies themselves told their employees, "We don't want to do that anymore." So you go to OTC, you learn, you enjoy yourself, you go have some drinks, but if we catch you doing something. That's uh, discriminate toward women. You're fired, and so it's worked its way through. And now the booth babes are gone. Which I, you know, you know, I'm a guy, but still, I think it shows the professionalism of the oil and gas industry to worry about business, not about, um, you know, having young women highlight your stuff at the show. It's about your stuff itself.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because because as a result, I had much much you know more quality conversations that I would have had flirting with a booth babe. Obviously, Um, so all right, number two.
1: Yeah, so this one's. touches my heart in a lot of different ways, but I saw some companies who are hurting right now. So people like FMC, National, ROLG, and Oil the gas, they've had to lay people off. Their business is hurting because of low crude prices. And what do they do? They increase their booth size, right? They said, damn it. We're going to make a presence. I don't care if the price of crude is low. We're going to make a showing at OTC, and we're going to expand our reach. You know, and so they did this, and you know, hats off to them for for pushing back against. You know, most businesses would have would have ran with their tail between their legs, but not the oil and gas industry. We're we're not going to be pushed around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and we spent a lot of time atop that FMC booth, and and that was a that was a quality showing they had there.
1: Yeah, and, and they had some really good people there too. I, you know, I know the subsea world somewhat, and but I learned so much talking to their engineers down there, and it just it even wowed me even more. And I was telling them, you know, I'm not, I can't buy a tree. I'm not, not your client. And they were so nice, like, no, 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 we, we want to help you understand. So, um, you know, that was a great booth, and they had some really great people there. I love that company.
0: Absolutely, and they didn't kick me off when I when I fell asleep.
1: I was not gonna mention that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't drink. I don't drink. Just to clarify, it was yeah. not from liquor. It was from uh, it was from from client work. So uh, you know, too too many too many uh, too many late nights executing projects. But uh, I guess that's that's a good problem to have. All right, what do we got for number one?
1: So attendance. Um, last year, we had 108,000 people show up, which is a, broke a record. This year, going into it, I heard whispers of 40 or 50,000 because people uh, thought that people wouldn't attend because of these low crude prices. And we had 94,000 people show up. How awesome is that?
0: Yeah, ninety four thousand, and and it was, gosh, there's, it, it, it's because, well, you, you look at something like, uh, you just think about Salesforce, um, their annual conference that they have out in San Francisco, and and they have a hundred thousand people out there, and they're, and and everyone's just going nuts, doing backflips and everything, and it's like, wow, a hundred thousand people came out roughly, <laughs> um, in, in in a down economy, and so right. I think that speaks again to the resilience point that you were just that you were just talking about.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, you remember we we couldn't hardly find a place to park the first day. I mean, literally, all of those parking lots were full.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, well, uh, any any final takeaways uh, from from a big picture perspective that that you think um, moving forward into the into the coming fiscal year that that we need to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, you can tell that the that the major players know the price of crude's coming back relatively soon. Um, you can also tell that people are starting to look at uh, new technology stuff that you know normally oil and gas industry wouldn't look into. You can tell there's an aptitude for that sort of stuff right now just by the exhibitors at the booth. And then you can also tell that there's a lot of interest um, in in e- exactly when that price of crude's could come back. It's almost like everybody's at the starting gate, just waiting for somebody to pull the the the, the trigger on the starting gun. Um, and like you said, we predicted by 2016 to' be back up to seventy or seventy five dollars a barrel. so you know, hang on, everybody, we're right around the corner and we'll be there, and everything will be just fine,
0: yeah, that's a really good point, yeah, because um who would make such a showing unless unless we were confident that 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 prices were going to rebound and um and I'd say I'd say that that was quite evident um, from what you're saying. All right. So let's look at let's look at coming up because we we did quite a lot of talking about OTC uh, coming up to it. But we've got uh, we've got some other things coming up uh, right away next week. We've got the uh, API Houston luncheon, right?
1: Yep, API luncheon. This is the last luncheon before we take the summers off. We actually have former mayor Bill White speaking. So um, it's um, unfortunately, by the time the show goes out, it's gonna be too late for people to sign up. But hopefully you did sign up ahead of time. um, and, And it should be a really good luncheon.
0: Well, no, I mean, hey, I'm going to get this pushed out today. So today, the eighth. So hopefully okay, so people we, yeah.
1: can still sign up today. They just won't be able to sign up by Monday.
0: Okay, all right, got it. Um, and then it looks like there's there's a couple other uh, other big uh, bigger things going on. We've got Doug Permian Basin um, in the third week in May, and uh, as well as Nomads.
1: Yeah, so the Doug is a hard event. Um, it, you know, if you're into the shell plays, it's a very worthwhile event to go to. Network with your peers, learn what's going on, um, get some good forecast. Um, now, Nomads is um, is one of the last pieces of the good old boy network in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they meet at the Hess Club. It's, it's a great group of very senior oil and gas guys. You know, if you're in into the oilfield services or manufacturing side of the house, and you haven't joined or at least went to a Nomads dinner, you need to.
0: Got it. All right. Well, I gotta I gotta make my first showing out there that uh, this month then. And uh, oh, let us let us not forget our onion of the week. Um, Drugs win drug war.
1: <laughs> That's not news to either one of us, is it? <laughs>
0: no, definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's so old school that it's uh, that it's actually January tenth, nineteen ninety eight, and it's actually from the uh, you know it looks like actually uh, they, they someone scanned it and, and printed it in. But I thought it was timely. What with the uh, what with the the uh, legislature. Um, Uh, debate on the legalization of marijuana in texas so drugs win drug war we'll throw that one in if you want to have a laugh on that um other than that i think we covered the most of it uh you got anything else for us mr Lacour?
1: nope do great work pay it forward we will see you next time all right go find some grease guys